for me to do what I do, it's all about, I understand energy. And it's what in my book they call foundational frequency, which is like, what is the frequency that is underneath every single thing we're doing? And that's going to pretty much determine what the result's going to be. So if the foundational frequency is like guilt or shame, like I feel guilty if I don't do this for myself today or if I'm not taking care of myself or I'm dreading this, but I'm still going to do it. That is the frequency that's embedded in the action. And then what do you think the result's going to be? You can take the same action from a different foundational frequency and you're going to get a completely different result. This is for the others out there, the other ambitious people who want to play at a higher level in their life. It's time to get curious and get real. Join me and together, let's find the others. Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Find the Others podcast. I am your host, Joshua Church. Grateful to have you with us. New episodes are dropping every Wednesday and Sunday, so be sure to hit the subscribe button so that you can get the notification when a new episode comes out. And give me a follow on Instagram at Joshua Dean Church to catch different clips and highlights that I post. Also, if you're enjoying the podcast, you find something that might be valuable, please be sure to share it with a friend who also might be into it so that together we can continue to grow our tribe of others. Today, I'm stoked to bring you a conversation I had with Christina Rice. Christina is an intuitive, trance channel, founder of a high 7D energy healing and manifestation coach. She's the best-selling author of Manifestation Mastery, How to Shift Your Reality and Co-Create with the Universe, and she just wrote Pain, Love, and Purpose. Christina has been the host of her own top-rated spirituality podcast, Christina the Channel, for over seven years and is the founder of Golden Hour Publishing House. She's worked with countless CEOs, founders, influencers, and professionals looking to optimize their performance, find full alignment, and create freedom in their lives. Through no BS guidance, Christina helps you access your own inner truth, get out of your own way, and master the energetics of money, health, and relationships so you can create the reality you truly desire. We had such an awesome conversation about all things energy, energy healing, channeling, manifestation, and what these things mean, even if you've never heard them before. She is an incredible healer, very, very gifted person. I've done some sessions with her as well, and it's helped me completely up level and shift my game entirely. Give Christina a follow on Instagram at Christina the channel linked in the show notes as well. It's a great follow on IG. And if you like this podcast, please be sure to go check out episode number 97 with Morgan Mancuso or episode number 21 with Dr. Sophia Costa. All right, let's get down to it. Please welcome Christina the channel. needed that yeah right <laughs> deep breaths are good <laughs> needed that <laughs> always i i don't i don't breathe that much really that <laughs> yeah. surprises me yeah i know i think a well, lot of people would think i would be really into breath work i'm not super into it okay well hold on you do breathe a lot <laughs> i mean <laughs> yeah i would say compared to other people though i i don't gotcha. i don't breathe a lot like breath is not perhaps a tool in your arsenal that you use very often yeah yeah and I mean, I, I, I use it when I need to, yeah. but I've always been like that. And I find that's a very like channel ET thing. Mm. A lot of, a lot of my mentors in that space are the same where we always joke like, oh yeah, we don't really breathe that much, yeah. you know, because yeah. when you're an ET, you don't really need to breathe. When you're an ET, like yeah. an extraterrestrial. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. Cause you're an alien. Is yeah, that right? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. So I just, yeah. And it wasn't something I even noticed until I started getting into health and wellness and people started talking about breath and I was like, yeah, I don't. I like mm -hmm. don't really breathe 
a, a lot, to be honest. Yeah. So I think then when I do do breath work, it's even more in, powerful and more intense, you know, because mm. it's like such a huge difference for my body. Right. Like I respond really, really well to breath work. Um, and yeah, it takes me, it takes me lots of places. Yeah. It's, it's not something I do casually because it's so potent for me. Yeah, yeah. It's a drug. It's real. Yeah, totally. And the thing I found interesting with breath and how I got into it too, is that we, we breathe about 25,000 times a day, which is nuts. Mm -hmm. A lot of breaths we take mm -hmm. and they're all mostly just unconscious. And yeah. So when we can bring conscious awareness to it and every breath we take our physiology changes our chemistry our blood chemistry changes we become more alkaline like all these things are happening and it shifts our state just like that three breaths we're like oh i needed that that yeah. felt good so it's totally. nuts that's what we can do that it's it's super cool yeah. it's super cool and then when you can control what's out of conscious awareness mm -hmm. right that's like actually how you really shift your body mm -hmm. so i mean i think it's amazing it's just not one of my main i tools. got you but that idea of shifting what's out of conscious awareness. Yeah. Tell me more about that concept. That's something that you do a lot, I would oh, say. Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, that's that's manifestation, right? Mm. So everything with energy work, that's why I love energy work. And I mean, why I'm so obsessed with that, I think it's just the cheat code to life because mm. it brings up everything that's beneath subconscious awareness that you didn't even know was there. You know, so a lot of a lot of people run in circles in therapy for a long time, right? Therapy is a beautiful modality. But if you don't know what to bring up, it can be hard to get places. And a lot of people just kind of run in circles because they don't really know what to bring up. Right. Mm -hmm. And with energy work, you don't have to know what to bring up. You know, so it's like somebody can just lay on the table. And this is a combination of energy work and intuitive work. Right. But even without the intuitive piece, like we're, we can move things out of the body that that person has no idea is there, but mm -hmm. it's in their energy field. And I can see it quite clearly. Uh, and sometimes, you know, the second I bring it up, people are like, oh, my God, I totally forgot that happened. Right. Um, this came up just last night. So I do every month like a large group energy healing session. And last night it was all about like releasing tension in the body. And that's physical and energetic, emotional. And every it was just wild to see, you know, there's a ton of people on the call and they're like, I had so many memories come up that I literally repressed. Mm -hmm. Like and I didn't even know that was going on. And no wonder I was feeling so tense in my body, you know, and a lot of people, especially last night, was interesting was a lot of people were saying uh, their jaw tension just went away. You know, mm -hmm. when you think about like grinding, clenching, uh, a lot of people struggle with that. And like, how do you get to the root of that? And there's all types of physical modalities we can use. But energetically, like if we can get to the bottom of like, what are you storing in your body and clear that out? A lot of people don't even know. We don't even know. We don't remember. You know, we, even we the idea it. that yeah. the body holds on to things and oh, the body totally. keeps score and the body like holds on to emotion and stores in our body, I yeah. feel like is a pretty revolutionary concept. Yeah. I mean, it, it keeps all the score, you know, it's all the score, the <laughs> so whole score, it keeps the whole score. You know, your body, your body doesn't lie. I was just um, I was watching. Do you know the movie No Sleep Till Christmas? No, I don't know. That so movie. it's just like a silly free form movie. Yeah. I, I love it. And the whole concept is this these two people they can't they can't sleep at all um and this one woman is engaged and she just can't ever sleep and then these two people meet each other and when they can finally when they meet each other they can both fall asleep and so they have to be next to each other to fall asleep <laughs> and i was i went on my stories and i was like i know it's kind of like a joke in the movie but that's a real thing like your body is going to tell you information that your logical mind can't mm. make sense of and for her it was like that relationship she was in was great on paper but without this issue of i can't sleep next to this person like i literally can't fall asleep i mean sh she would have probably married that person and in the end she was supposed to be with this other guy you know and so i think we have to like pay attention to what our bodies are telling us that like, 
that is beyond conscious awareness too, right? Uh, totally. But it's like noticing how you feel around somebody, even if your logical mind can't make sense of it. Like some people you just feel kind of unsettled or, or you notice you get a weird symptom or for me, especially starting to develop my intuitive gifts, like mm. a lot of my physical symptoms that I thought were, I mean, I did have a lot of health issues going on, but I had to really unpack the layers of it and realize a lot of it was just my intuition, my clairsentience. So my, my feeling, my sense of feeling psychically was coming through. Uh, and that led to a lot of like digestive issues for me are very like it's psychic information. And I realized mm. it would be certain people I was around or certain environments that I was in. And my body was saying, no, I don't like this. Um, and I would, mm. you know, I would um, have digestive problems or I would get rashes or like I would have all these physical symptoms. And I kept going back to like, what's off with my hormones or what am I eating or like all of that. Um, and that can be at play for sure. But after I had, you know, done all of that work with my health and I was like, this doesn't make sense. My labs are clean. I'm super healthy. I realized like this is all my these are my psychic gifts, you know, and I think now more than ever before with so many people struggling with their health and autoimmune disease, like really on the rise. A lot of that I really believe is spiritual awakening. I really believe it's it's intuition getting your attention, like your body saying, hey, this isn't an alignment. Get out of the mm. situation. I think a lot of fatigue and burnout is just being out of alignment. You know, so I, I think that I, I really believe in a multifaceted approach, right? Like it's looking at what's going on physiologically, but also what's going on energetically. And both of those are coming into play. And I think there's a lot more that's energetic than people realize. Mm, I totally agree with that. That makes so much sense. When did you first start to see, receive that, that you started to see these, these intuitive gifts or psychic gifts starting to make their way known to you? What, what point in your life did that happen? You know, when I was really young and they were like really on, like most people, um, but they were like really on. Like I was visiting, I mean, I had like ascended masters and aliens in my room every night. When you were like a when I was child? Like one. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I remember like my birth. I remember, I don't have any really? like missing memories. Yeah. I remember everything. No way. Yeah. Um, and I remember being like one years old. I remember being like one year old, two years old, and people would say things to me. And I remember thinking, or telling, I remember a specific conversation with my grandma. And I was like, Grandma, you know, I remember everything from last year. And I was like one. And she was like, What? Like, Did you say, were you talking at the time? Oh, you yeah. said these words. Yeah, I would okay. say things. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was a pretty like advanced kid. Yeah. You yeah. know, and because I just came into the world like eyes open. Hello, like, I'm here. Yeah, <laughs> I, I am here and I remember a lot. Um, and I was, I did a lot of like, mm, a lot of like time space shifting as a kid that kind of freaked me out. What do you mean? I would sit in my room and I would, <laughs> this is so weird. I would expand the room. Um, like I would make it like a hundred feet wide, Whoa. uh, and I would just sit there and my mom was always like, why do you just sit in your room all day? And I would never say what I was doing because she wouldn't get it. Right. Yeah. But I was doing all this wild stuff and I definitely got myself in trouble a lot because I was very outspoken, very outgoing. Mm. And as a little kid, I would just tell people you're lying. You know, I would just call people out or, or say things. I would just say things that are really out of line. You yeah, know, yeah, I had yeah. no filter. You would call it. You yeah, would call just, it as it is. I, yeah. And yeah. I, I was really creepily good at manifesting you know mm. i would say something and it would happen and it wasn't i remember like as a kid it wasn't that i had a precognition it was like i would say it and then it would happen mm. um and that started to freak me out a lot from a young age because it started to realize it and it made me kind of scared um but then there was actually a moment when my dad had gotten a really bad car accident mm. um and i i call it like i popped out of my body I just kind of like popped out of my body and everything just turned off Hmm. Everything just turned off and I, it was almost like I forgot that whole part of my life. And then, you know, fast forward, looking back, I can see how my intuition was always showing up. I feel like that was why 
I was, you know, really good at school, to be honest. Like, I don't think it was just because I'm smart. I think I was just really intuitive um, and could channel the information, basically. And just being good at people, being good at sales and marketing and how it, how it served me, you know, as I started, like, working and all that. And then um, I went through a lot of really intense health struggles for a long time. Coming back to health and wellness just kind of, like, opened me up a bit more. Um, and then it was... And later on in my health journey, when my doctor told me to go see a psychic, hmm. and your I was, doctor told you that, yeah, wow, yeah. That's great. Um, I mean, I was living in LA, mm-hmm. my functional medicine doctor, mm-hmm. um, but I and I, I was so like science based everything, and and he, you know, he worked in the ER. He was like very Western mm-hmm. approach, but he also did all the functional work, and I just trusted him. I was like, okay, well, right. if you say if you say so, and I'm just always been a very open person. So I went to see her, and that really like set off just a lot of events in my life that opened things up. So after when I saw her, like one of the things she told me, I mean, every single thing she told me came true, like for 90 minutes, I didn't say a word and like to the date. <laughs> and she was like, you know, you're going to do this. And I was like, do what? She's like, well, like what I do. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, no. <laughs> um, and it was really weird at the time. After that, I, I got visited by an angel who told me to study energy healing. And uh, I was like, okay, that I can't just ignore that. Like I was sleeping and an angel came at the edge of my bed and like told me that. So I got a book on energy healing. And then like a couple of days later, I um, met somebody who then became my Reiki master Mm -hmm. and I studied under her. And I was just kind of like, you know, going wherever the universe took me at this point. And when I started training under her for energy work, um, I was just, it was the first thing in my life that I was so good at. I didn't have to try. And I was so used to life feeling really hard. Like I, I was always really, you know, everybody thought of me, Christina's perfect at everything. She's good at everything. But I worked my butt off for everything. I was used to that, you know? Um, and my, yeah, my, my Reiki master was like, told me, she's like, you know, I've never worked with somebody this gifted. Like you have, like, this is what you're here to do. Um, and so I started doing that as like kind of my underground business mm. Um, and I still had my whole forward facing at the time I was still in nutrition. Um, you know, I had had my podcast for a while. Um, I actually built my platform off of my blog. I had blogged like every year for like oh. or every day for like five years. And was that in the nutrition space? Yeah. Or before yeah, that it was, became more Christina yeah. the channel? Yeah, it was all like health, wellness, nutrition. Mm. I was in that space for a really long time. Um, and I was definitely like a lot of my ego kept me there, you know, and I, I had a huge podcast and I had all of these huge names on, on my podcast and I was super well connected. And I was living in LA and going to all these fancy events. And like, I was like in that energy, yeah. you know, and like, I'm young. I was like 23. I was like mm. 22, 23. Like I loved it. Um, and then I have this whole like underground or like Reiki business in the background, but you know, as things progressed and that was a huge part of my life, anybody who like worked with me or knew me personally knew that this whole like psychic part was becoming a huge part of my life. And as I was training in that, I was, I, all these memories from when I was younger turned on and I realized Mm -hmm. what was going on. Um, but there came a point where, you know, a lot of my client, I worked with people with chronic illness. So I had all the mystery cases. I had people coming in who you know, had gone to Switzerland and Sweden and uh, Mexico and like just all over the world for all of these different experimental treatments have been to every doctor have like, I'm like, these are, these are advanced people, right? They're like pros at biohacking and they're like coming to me um, because a lot of people would hear my story and get inspired. And so at that point, it's not going to be, I mean, yeah, I got really good at, 
I'm like really good at tweaking nutrition in mm. really weird ways. Like I know a lot more about nutrition than you should. <laughs> um, and supplements and things like that. But I just started really going with the energy work approach and people were healing really, really quickly. Um, and so the more I just saw the value of that, I was like, okay, this is, this is where it's at. Um, and then I started applying a lot of the same principles to my business, my business, just like 10 X really quickly. Um, I was getting really into neural reprogramming and like combining that with energy work. And I just felt like, holy shit, this is the answer to life. Um, and it just became such a big part of my life, my business. There came a point where I just went all into intuitive work and, and energy healing. And I, I feel like that's at the crux of everything. You know, like previously, like I did business coaching for a while, did nutrition work for a while, but at its core, like it, it's all energy, you know? So yeah. that's kind of like how I, how I got here. Gotcha. Yeah. And that, I can imagine that's a, that's a tough shift because, and I'm curious to know about mm -hmm. what you dealt with around putting yourself now forward facing mm -hmm. as an energy healer, as yeah. a channel, which I want to dig into more about yeah. what that means as well. But t being able to step front because nutrition, business coaching, mm -hmm. I feel like that's the kind of the the cover almost to yeah. what you were really doing and you yeah. were comfortable within that. But then being able to say like, actually, I'm an energy healer mm -hmm. and this is the work that I'm doing. Yeah. Was that was that challenging? Was that difficult to come to come forward? Did that feel right? What was that like? Yeah, I mean, it was definitely a. It's definitely an ego death in, in many ways. You know, I had worked so hard to build to build what I had built and I was really proud of it. And like I said, like my ego is definitely attached, like, uh, with, you know, all the connections mm. and all the, like, just all of that. But the character, you yeah, 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 you know, and I didn't want to like give it up. And I have this, I was actually talking to Mark Champagne yesterday. Yeah. 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 Um, we were That's podcasting. Great. I love him. And yeah. he always tell. he's like, you know, we always joke. He's like, I feel like your brand is rebranding because I'm like always just rebranding my mm. whole life and myself. It's just like the, the constant theme. And we talked about this. He was like, what's interesting about you, Christina, is that everything will be going really well. And then you're like, I'm tearing this all down and restarting. Mm. Like, I, I'm not somebody yeah. that waits. I'm like, it's not when things are going wrong. It's when things are going really well. So it's even more difficult. But for me, when I can feel something is out of alignment, it's so uncomfortable like it's so excruciating that that's just not the life I want to live you know I I like my deepest fear in my life is settling mm. and if I can feel this thing in my gut of like there's something more like I can't live my life wondering what that would be mm. you know so that is the point when like I just I have to go for it and I'd rather go for it and it not work out than wonder like what if I had gone for that um but I felt like and a lot of it was just me being called out by what I was channeling right and it was like where are you hiding who you really are? You know? And I was like, this is so stupid. I have like a double life. You know, there's like everybody who knows me personally, and this is all the, the really powerful work I'm doing um, behind the scenes. And then there's like, what's forward facing, you know? Um, but I feel like I just started getting really clear on like the mission and like going back to the soul contract and why I came here. And it, it's not to be liked or accepted by everybody. Mm. Um, it, it's to bring this to the world. You know, there are people who are struggling. And I, I go back to like when I was in the depths of my illness, like, I mean, I, I should be dead, mm. you know, like, and I was desperate for somebody to help me. And I, and I am so grateful for all the people I found at that time who were brave enough to share their stories or brave enough to share what worked for them. And so if I have tools or methods that have completely transformed my life, like I see miracle healings in my business every single day, like straight miracle healings overnight, right? One second. If I have that, like 
how selfish of me to not share that with the world. And if people don't like that, then that's okay. Like they're, they're not for me, you know, but I, I started to realize like, I I can't keep clutter around me. Mm. And when I was really clear with who I was and like started really speaking my truth and forward facing being who I really am, I mean, I lost a lot of friends and I'm really grateful for that because those weren't my my real friends. And that created space for people who really were aligned to come into Mm. my life, you know? And, And I think just experiencing all of the opportunities and people who came in after that are like so resonant for me. And I'm so grateful for that. Like I would never settle for anything less anymore. So, you know, there are a lot of different moving pieces to it. Um, I'm also in a fortunate enough situation of like, it's just me, right? It's a lot more complicated. I think what, you know, when you have a family to think about, like, it's like, it's just me. So if if shit hits the fan and doesn't work out, like I can handle myself. Um, But I get how it's way more complicated when it's like, you're in a similar situation with a family and kids and like all these other responsibilities, you know? So I had that going for me too. Yeah. Um, But yeah, worth it. And I'm just like, so happy to be where I'm at now. Amazing. You know? So tell me a little bit more about what it means to be a channel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that term in itself, I think has a broader definition than what a lot of people think. Like mm. we're all we're all channeling, right? We all channel in our own ways. And like I think of channeling broadly as whenever you're in that state of flow where you're not you're not thinking, right? Mm-hmm. Like a professional basketball player on the court is channeling like an artist painting is channeling. Um, a musician, like like they're channeling, they're in their flow. Channeling what? How would you say? I mean, channeling th- energy. They're channeling, channeling their their higher self, mm. right? It's like we're moving beyond like our our logical brain, our processing things, and we're just straight higher self. Like my soul essence is coming through, right? So like that is a, a, to me, channeling is a state of flow where you're aligned with source, right? So if I think of like my soul coming directly as an extension of source, like I'm just straight in that stream of consciousness. Mm, alignment. Yeah, straight in alignment. Um, but then there's different types of channeling too. So if I'm thinking about more of like the intuitive psychic realm, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's channeling if I'm, in, in my perspective, like communicating with any non-physical entity. So that could be a past loved one. That could be, um, you know, a spirit guide that could be an angel, like anything in the non-physical realm, like that's channeling information. Um, and then there's also channeling, like the way that I also channel is trans channeling. So that is where there's a non-physical entity that I allow to essentially step in and like mm. use my physical vessel and speak through me or they'll use my hands right through me. Um, and then, so they're speaking directly. So that's a little bit of a different, some people call that direct channeling. Um, Either way, direct channeling, trance channeling is slightly different where you're like in a trance, like Bashar. Yeah. Um, You know, so I would say like Abraham Hicks is Mm -hmm. more like a a direct channel. And then because she's not in a trance, Bashar is is a trance channel because he's like stepping out. Mm -hmm. Um, So those are all different types of of channeling. Yeah. I'm I, I'm, I yeah. love it. I'm, I'm laughing at like the Bashar videos. Yeah. <laughs> if anybody's listening to this, you know, Bashar is a rabbit hole to go yeah. down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah. it's, yeah, it's really, it's such a unique experience. Mm. Um, it's really powerful work, but it's definitely like I've, at the beginning, it was really hard for me. It was really hard for me to wrap my brain around that. And it's something that's such a unique experience. Like not that many people can understand it, mm. even if, you know, a lot of my friends are, I have a lot of intuitive friends, psychic friends, like, but it's a totally different ball game to be a trans channel. And like, you have such an intimate relationship with that, with that being like, you're sharing a physical vessel and it is a totally different state of surrender 
to like allow yourself to step out and let yeah. someone else speak through you. You know, and when I when I first released my when I released my first book and I was just expressing to some of my friends like how I was feeling because it's complex. They were like, why? Like, what's going on? I was like, imagine somebody else wrote a book and they said, I'm going to put your name on it as the author and you don't get to change any word. Mm. What if they said something in there that you don't want to take responsibility for? What if you don't agree with something? Right. But like, that's my job as the channel. Like, because I'm I don't like I'm strong enough to look at something and be like, "Eh, I don't know that I would say it like that, but I'm going to leave it. Right. Because my job is not to like get in the middle. My job is just like be a clear channel, let it come through. Mm -hmm. And then like I can evaluate it as Christina and like start to play with it. But like I don't change it. Like that's the point of the books. Like that's part of why, you know, I have a contract with with them of like why they chose me to scribe of like, okay, we trust you because you're going to it's just going to scribe. And when Mm -hmm. you're editing it and fixing it up, you're not going to change anything. And I think a lot of people would be really tempted to change things, you know, so it's. There's just like a lot of complex yeah. emotions around it for sure. And and is it a particular, is it like a same type of being or entity or mm-hmm. non, non-physical entity that you, when you're doing this trans-channeling that comes through, is it different? Um, yeah, I have, so I have a main entity that most of my books will be mm-hmm. coming through. Um, Do you put a name to that? Yeah, or no? they call themselves the monarch being and they're monarch not... Being they've never like incarnated they're essentially like if i think about like source consciousness and Mm -hmm. we like go down one dimension and now we're in like masculine feminine energy like that's that's where they're at and then what's the next layer beyond that is that physical um the next layer i would like move into group consciousness okay you know so like we're making our way down into like if once we're like seventh dimension we're at the soul level where there can be some concept of individual soul Mm. right as we raise up into dimension we're like entering into oneness so there's like group consciousnesses then we're, we're moving into like the masculine and feminine like it, and until yeah. we get just into one right right so the way that i experience them and like hear them is just a stream of divine feminine like they sound like a chorus of feminine voices mm. like like centrally like this this small vortex moving through me and then it's surrounded by this cone of like divine masculine and it sounds like a like a chorus of divine Beautiful. Ma- masculine voices so i'm hearing that all at once um and yeah i feel them in everything you know mm. so they're they're it's like a collective because they're not a group of beings. They've never incarnated. They're like in essence. They're like the masculine and feminine and everything. And they're just so um <laughs> so neutral. Right. And it's a very different experience, like as a human, to actually interact with or talk to something that is so neutral. Cause mm-hmm. you start to realize how not neutral we all are and how there's like bias or perspective in everything. Um so I work with them really closely and then I have uh, a few other ascended masters I work with like really closely. So I do trans channel like quite a few beings. Mm. Um, I know most people just focus on one, but I've got a lot coming through. Um, so I, I do channel like, I have a, I have a free course. It's called the 5d Ascension activator and it's a whole course on there's 30 channeled lessons. So it's like a different ascended master coming through every single day. Yeah. They're super cool. So like there's like one video with the big message. It's usually like, it's like 20 to 30 minutes that they're talking. And then I do a separate video where I like break it down what they were saying. That's cool. <laughs> um, translate. <laughs> yeah, I translate. So I work with a lot of different ascended masters too. I work with like the, the Pleiadians pretty closely, Andromedans, um, beings from Venus. Um, beings from Venus. Yeah. Like Venetians. I just don't like saying that because okay. it sounds like. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like. What, what do you mean beings from Venus? Like, like the planet yeah, Venus? Yeah. So beings living 
on the planet Venus? Entities, are, yeah. Entities. Yeah, on Venus, okay. around Venus. Around like, Venus. That, a, a lot of the different like ETs, like like when we talk about star seeds and where we're from, yeah. you know, a lot of the different like star systems, mm-hmm. you know, so those are the ones I work more closely with. Mm. And I don't, sometimes I talk to the Arcturians, I'm not like super close with them, but you know, <laughs> it's just like whoever comes through yeah. and like who I'm resonant with on a, mm-hmm. on a soul, on a soul level. Um, but I work really closely with I, Goddess Isis is like my mom. Um, Melchizedek has been like he was the first being I ever like met physically when I was young. Like I would touch him like Who's a physical that? person. Um, he was like a high priest in Egypt. Okay, he looks like Dumbledore. Cool. Uh, and and I and like like these are beings that you know when I was a kid they were like in my room. They would visit with you. Yeah, yeah. And so I just developed these relationships. Wow. Um, and I thought it was, I thought it happened to everybody, you know? <laughs> um, and I've since like come to understand this contract I have with a lot of these different, you know, beings. Um, what do you, and what, what is that contract? What does that mean to you? You know, part of being able to channel for them, like they've been with me since I was a kid. Like there, there's a, like aspects of them is in my soul you know mm. so it's like my oversoul it's like off like offshoots of them that's why a lot of these um ascended masters are pe- people who a lot of us know like a lot of us will feel connected to uh, right. famous people because right. the way souls are kind of i don't even want to say formed but i guess that gets the point across yeah. is like we will have aspects of different like people within us mm. right so I-, I was talking about this on a recent podcast of um you know, I work really closely with goddess Isis. If you look at somebody like Cleopatra and like how many people have past life memories of being Cleopatra? Right. A lot. Mm. Um, and they all do because an essence like goddess Isis has so many souls that have come off of like her oversoul essentially, mm. like what that soul is. And so that, like that frequency is embedded in so many people that they can all access that memory. Interesting. Right. So like, it just goes back to how we're all connected. Right. Um, and you know so what what are the different frequencies that have come together to to create my oversoul are a lot of these diff these different beings and that's why i i can connect with them mm-hmm. like they're in me yeah. right um and that's why you know if i looked at a list of like every ascended master um it, it, i work with a like, portion mm. but how come not that one or that one or that one right um like i just it's just whoever is coming to me and whoever i'm i'm close with and it's it's that portion because I have soul resonance with them. Like there's a piece of their frequency that is within me that's come to make my soul. And also on a contract level, I have spent a lot more lives um, being a a spirit guide for people on earth, for beings on earth than I have actually incarnating. Um, So I'm just like more comfortable in that realm. I always joke with my friends. I'm like, you know that like I was your spirit guide, like pretty much anybody who I'm friends with, like I was their spirit guide in other incarnations. And Mm. I was like, that's why there's this feeling of like that I'm like people's in-person spirit guide. I always joke about that, but I can give off that vibe for people. Um, And people sometimes will look at me like, this is so weird. I'm like, yeah, because we've done this before, but I was in spirit form. This earth thing is different for me. (laughs) Um, You know, so, but I, for a lot of the ascended masters, when they did incarnate, like I was a guide for for the mm. for them, and I have a lot of those like memories of like being in the spirit realm um, when they were incarnated. So it, it's kind of like okay, so now they're ma- my main guides, and um, you know, goes back to like I've been training for this for lifetimes. Like we all have whatever we're here to do. Like we've been training, and like so I've been training for this for this too. But to be able to to be able to 
channel what I channel or to like allow the being to move through me, speak through me. Like it's a relationship that is beyond just one lifetime. Like it's so, it's so intimate. Um, so it's just been a lot of, a lot of time Mm. spent together. Do you think that if we all have, if we have these different threads or frequencies embedded in us in a soul level with different ascended masters or different people, souls, um, do we do, does everybody have the potential of accessing some sort of line of connection? Absolutely. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. I mean, everybody is psychic. Everybody's intuitive. 100%. Like, Mm. I don't care who you are. Give me 10 minutes. I will show you. Like, I'm that confident. Um, And we're, we're we're in a time on the planet where that's going to open up for people, especially 2023 is going to be such a huge spiritual activation year. Like it's a seven year numerology. Um, a lot of people's gifts are just going to turn on spontaneously. Mm. Um, but the thing is with intuition is you're already using it. People just right. don't identify it right. as their intuition. And then once they start to learn about the different psychic senses, it's like, Oh wait, I do have that, you know? So it's like, if you have a gut feeling about stuff, like that's, that's your intuition. That's your clear sentience. If, if um, you dream, if you can visualize your clairvoyant, did you know some people can't visualize, you know, mm. like a lot of people don't know that, you know, um, when you think, do you like hear yourself in your head? Mm. Not everybody can do that. That's clear audience. So it's just starting to identify how it's already coming through for you or psychic gifts. And then you can start to like hone in on it um, and hear it more precisely and kind of turn the volume up on, on that and turn the volume down on mm. our logical thoughts. And it becomes a lot more clear. So everybody has the ability to do it for sure. But but what I'll say is I describe it like, okay, can anybody learn to play basketball? Yeah. Are we all going to be Michael Jordan? No, mm. because we all have unique gifts and skill sets that like we're here to lean into. That's the point of having them. And when everybody leans into what they're naturally good at, everything in society, all of our needs are, are filled, are met. Um, so like I'm here to channel. Can everybody channel? Yeah. But there are certain skills within channeling that I have that are going to be really difficult for people the same way. Like I'm never going to be able to like dunk a basketball, yeah, dunk a basketball <laughs> or like, you know, play yeah. musical instruments like other people, like I could try and learn, but I'm, I'm never going to be Beethoven. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, things like that. So that, that's kind of like the caveat I, I would say. Have you channeled Beethoven before? I have. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we kind of talked about this, like the creative stream. Yeah. Like, yeah. That, that was, really resonated yeah, with me that when we talked really about that. That was really cool for me. Like, it was such a weird experience writing that last book because I was like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, <laughs> I've never written poetry in my life. And yeah. I just like wrote a poetry book in yeah. three days. Um, and yeah, it was like that creative stream, like a, a stream of consciousness that like Beethoven, Mozart, like Shakespeare had all tapped into to like channel these works that have a certain vibration that just hit, you know? Um, and it goes back to it's like 10 people can say the same thing, but how come the one, one person says it and everybody's like, that was moving. Right. Nobody pays attention to the other people. It's the frequency underneath it. So yeah, that creative stream like is is the place to go if you're mm. making any type of art, mm. I would say. Okay. This, <laughs> this is amazing. Um, the other thing I think is very interesting about you in particular that I'm curious to, to ask about and get your perspective on is when I think about, and, may, and this could just be my own limitation in my mind, but when I think about someone who might be a channel or clairvoyant, like I think about 
someone who's like living up in the mountaintops and just super deep in their spirituality <laughs> or things like that. Yeah, yeah. But you're also, and I don't want this to be insulting to anybody, but you're also normal. Yeah, like, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, totally. And you're a business owner and yeah. you're very in this world as well. So yeah. can you tell me a little bit about that relationship, about being in this world, but also being able to access some of these higher non-physical entities and spiritual energies? Like what's that relationship of being able to be human here as well? Because I think that you navigate that quite well. Thank you. Yeah. I try, yeah. you know, and I, but that's an important, like, part of what I'm here to do mm. is show people that, like, this whole spiritual thing, uh, you don't have to be, like, off in the mountains, you know, never cutting your hair your whole life, like, that kind of thing. Like, um, you can have everything. And I think there's something really powerful about, like, me being me, looking like me, doing what I do. And then, oh, yeah, like, I do all this crazy woo stuff too. Mm -hmm. And it opens up a lot of people's eyes who wouldn't otherwise listen. Right. And so like, if I think about like my clientele, like I work with a lot of executives mm -hmm. and people who never would be into this kind of stuff, but because of me, they are because they got to know me first in a business setting with, right. without even knowing what I do. And people are like, Oh, she has her shit together. I like her. Like I can talk business really well. And then they find out what I'm doing and they're like, oh, wait, this is interesting. Mm. You know, so it allows people to actually just be open it's to a gateway. it. Yeah. yeah. Versus, you know, there are some people who are psychics, mediums, channels, and just immediately certain people are going to be turned off. Right. You know, and, and it's just it's I, it's a judgment thing, you know, but that's just the way it is. And I think that's also when you look at especially trans channels and like who trans channels it's like typically somebody you would never expect like that's part of that's part of why it happens mm. you know it's like it's like cryon like engineer like random engineer wakes up one day and is like channeling this being you know it's like people who people would believe because like why would they do that right you know and i was Esther hicks is a great example exactly of that too, yeah. exactly and i'm like i was like for me, I'm like, why would I just randomly like say I'm channeling when I've like built <laughs> multiple like seven figure empires? Like I'm, I was like, I'm well known in health and wellness and I'm like, like kill, make, making this business empire. I have multiple companies. Like, why would I just randomly do that? Right. I have no fucking reason to do that, <laughs> yeah. you know? So I think that helps other people like start to open their minds. And like part of what I'm here to do is activate people, you know, and just like, like open their mind just mm. by me being me. And just like be an example, you know? Beautiful. Um, so that's like part of why I need to do it. But also it's about like, I don't believe that we have to like sacrifice, you know, I, I can do everything I like to do. And I think that people have it in their heads. I have to do certain things to be spiritual. You don't have to do anything, you know, like to be my, m my truest self is to be a really clear channel. And for me to be a clear channel I have to focus on my joy, my alignment, and just like feeling good. And I don't like my spiritual practice is just living my joy, you know? And so if it feels like I have to sacrifice and I have to, uh, I have to, you know, go move to the mountains and I can't be around any anybody, then like that's not, that, that's not what it is to be spiritual. That's not what they want for me. That's not what I want for myself. So I definitely like am more sensitive than certain people, mm. I would say. So I, I do live a little bit differently. I'm a little bit wacky, but I can still integrate it r really well. And I've learned to just own it. You yeah. know, like a lot of weird stuff I do like in my life or like with my diet, especially like all my friends just think it's funny. And I don't let that like stop me from doing anything. I just like own it. And everybody's everybody's down with it, you know, but everybody has their quirks. Um, I don't think it should be any different just because I I'm a channel. I think that. Um, I think it's powerful for people to see, mm. to be honest. 
I agree. Yeah. And I'm thinking about our first interaction was we were dancing at a nightclub <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with a group of friends. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah like just yeah. dancing on the dance floor. It was super fun. Yeah. With a big squad of people. Like, I know. It was fun. It was yeah. so fun. Yeah. Super fun. Um, so that, that that's amazing. I love that. I wrote that down. My spiritual practice is living my joy. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's really, really big. Yeah. Well, I think that sometimes, and it's the same with health and wellness, right? Your health and the things that you do for your health and wellness can almost become more stressful when it turns into a chore it turns into a to-do list and I had that for sure with with my health like I had been through so much and there was a point where um it was after I had gotten diagnosed with, with Lyme and my whole day just felt like a checklist of like do sauna like do an enema like uh go on a walk go get ozone like it was just all of this stuff and I'm like this is not wellness like mm. I'm like depressed that my whole life is just like this checklist and these things that were supposed to make me well were not because I didn't want to be doing them and I just I didn't feel good I wasn't excited about it and when I got healthy was when I decided to just live like a healthy person and I said screw all this I'm if I'm not taking one more supplement right now, like I went off all supplements except one, I stopped doing all of my health practices and I just lived my life because it de-stressed me, you know? And it's the same thing with the spiritual practice. Like I've gotten in phases before, like, well, like with my morning routine, sometimes it can be really crazy. And there I'll go through phases where I'm like, I don't even want to do this. Like actually like going on a walk in the forest, forest bathing, pulling my cards, journaling, like that sounds like a chore to me today. Mm -hmm. So then I'm not going to do it. And like I had gone through phases where I would make myself because I'm like, I need to connect with my soul, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm always fucking connected to my soul. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm always, I can always turn it on. Like this is just who I am. It's integrated. Um, so, and I think that a lot of people, you know, they, they like to tap into this identity of, oh, I'm spiritual. So I do X, Y, and Z. Like you don't need to do anything to be spiritual or to like open, open your channel. It's not a certain way of, of living, you know? So I think that we just need to pay attention to why we're doing what we're doing because for me to understand, like for me to do what I do, it's all about, I understand energy. And it's what in my book they call foundational frequency, which is like, what is the frequency that is underneath every single thing we're doing? And that's going to pretty much determine what the result's going to be. Mm. So if the foundational frequency is like guilt or shame, like I feel guilty if I don't do this for myself today or if I'm taking care of myself or I'm dreading this, but I'm still going to do it. That is the frequency that's embedded in the action. Mm. And then what do you think the result's going to be? You can take the same action from a different foundational frequency and you're going to get a completely different result, right? So if I'm taking... If I'm taking all these supplements or I'm like uh, going in the sauna, I'm like, I have to do this because I'm not well, I'm sick and I need to get better or like, oh, I'm dreading this, but I have to do it. Like that is not the frequency that's going to make me healthy. You know, it's got to be something that I'm excited about doing. Um, and when you understand that, like that will change your entire life. Like implementing that in business for me has been huge. And I realized how many things I was doing just because I thought I should. None of that shit worked. It it only works when I'm like excited about it. Right. And because it's in alignment and that cuts down on a lot of the extra stuff that we do in our businesses anyway, because most people do way too much extra work in their business. It's funny. Um, <laughs> You know, so just thinking about like, what's my why? How do I feel when I'm making this decision and noticing what we're doing because we think we should rather than like what we really desire to do. Yeah. Stop shooting all over yourself. Yeah. 100%. That's it. <laughs> That's something I talk a lot about too when it comes to morning routine. It's like, it should be 
I very much relate. I had the whiteboard of here's all the 10 things yeah. I'm going to check off and make sure it's done before 6 a.m., right? And like, yeah. and, and, and I try and I did that for a while, but then it became dogmatic. It became yeah, it's a like list. A chore. It, just, it became a chore. Yeah. And then, and then I was like tired. I'm like tired. Yeah, yeah. I'm, like, it's like 8 a.m. Yeah. I'm like exhausted. I'm like, I need a nap from yeah. all my health care. <laughs> Straight up. And then for me, I found there was a time when I, I just dialed in and focused on drinking coffee and writing in my journal. Yeah. And that just brought so much joy and energy and and it was something that I started looking forward to doing. Yeah. And it was I would be excited to go to sleep because it meant that wake I could wake up, like watch the sunrise as I drank my coffee and wrote yeah. in my journal. And that nourishment, that connection did ten times more than trying to do that plus all the other things that just became kind of dogmatic yeah. feeling. Totally. And it's like I like with less things I can be really intentional and fully present and like give it my all versus I realized I was like rushing through things and not even like getting the most out of it. Like if I felt like, Oh, I have 50 things to do this morning, like 10. Yeah. Um, and I'm journaling. I'm like, okay, I have five minutes to journal. I have 10 minutes. And I'm like, I don't want to just limit myself. Like versus if it's all I have to do, all I'm doing this morning is journaling. I can like give myself some space and actually get somewhere mm. in it. You know, I'm like, not rushing through it. Right. Um, but I also, and I also find like for me, it's the same thing with, with food and nutrition, you know? And I think that just understanding the energetics of food and nutrition really changed everything. Like I believed as a nutritionist and like what I learned in school and like what I've learned outside of that. Is that the foundational frequency piece you're talking yeah, about? Totally. Yeah, totally. Um, where, you know, and seeing all the clients that came, came into me, to work with me and then also in my own life and realizing like like you can eat a squeaky clean diet and like be getting sicker and it's and sometimes like the way to health is easing up you know and I have a lot of a lot of my friends are nutritionists like in the biohacking space and like eat super clean and I used to be like so hardcore like that and I'm a lot more relaxed now Mm -hmm. um and people make comments and I'm like like that didn't help me like I like got way better when I just chilled out you know, so true. <laughs> when I just chilled out and it's like, whatever the energy is, um, whatever your energy is, your intention, like when you're eating a food, like that's going to impact how you digest it and how you absorb it. And this is where, like, if you look at something like human design, like that is the system I resonate with the most in terms of wellness and health and wellness nutrition, because it's all about like everything is energy. So what's the energy that your body can actually utilize like like how can your body actually utilize the nutrients from food and it's things that are like totally out there like i think we had talked about this a little bit like mine's cold thirst my digestive type in Mm. human design and so the idea is like everything needs i need to be super hydrated ideally things are liquid and they're cold i would have never never done that like with a history of like digestive issues like i was taught like cook everything, mm-hmm. you know, like soft things, easily digestible foods. And I was focusing on that forever. And it just made me worse and worse and worse. And I found that like everything got better when I was like, things are raw and they're liquid, raw liquid. Like I would never have tried a diet like that. Um, and it totally healed my body, you know, and or, or, you know, there's a digestive type that's called nervous touch. And the idea is like, eat on the go, like be walking around when you're eating. And we're mm-hmm. taught like, sit down, take breaths, like, into parasympathetic state and for some people like that actually doesn't put them in parasympathetic state and it's better for them to be walking like walking Mm -hmm. around and on the go and i felt like that explained a lot of the the differences and why certain things work for people and why like other things don't i think that health and wellness nutrition is so much more complex or even just like 
with things like sauna, like sauna, like I get bad reactions from sauna. Sauna doesn't work for my body because I'm cold thirst. Like, so hot things like mess me up big Mm. time, you know? So that was like a game changer for me. And I think it just, for me, I like to share that to expand people's minds uh, because I think we can get really caught up in like keto, vegan, paleo, like whatever it is. Um, This is good for me, but it's like, it's not all good for everybody because Mm -hmm. we're unique energetic beings. And like, we all relate to energy very, very differently. Yeah. And so uh, firstly, I think cold thirst, you'd probably be good in the cold tub then, huh? Yeah. Probably cold (laughs) Cold, water. Cold Cold is, cold is good for me. Yeah. 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 I can see that being really, really powerful for you. But um, (laughs) the, that idea of this foundational frequency and those words resonate with me deeply as well. But that idea, it's, look at nutrition or your diet sure you could look at business sure you could look at relationships sure right it's it, there's this level deeper beneath it and it's what are we actually what are we creating from what are we bringing to this what's our intention with this mm-hmm. and how can we focus on that more because it's easy to get caught up in the you know the the tip of the iceberg if you will or yeah. what's on the surface level how can we focus on or do you have any suggestions for practices for how we can focus on that foundational frequency more I mean, I think it's as simple as asking yourself the question before it's being intentional with everything you do. So every choice I'm making, I'm asking myself, why am I making this choice? Mm. Like what? And I asked myself, what's the foundational frequency of this? I mean, that that was a game changer for me, like because that was something that came through in Manifestation Mastery, like when I channeled that book. And there were a couple concepts in there that like were so they were like so simple and such dumb moments. And I'm like, this is a game changer for me. Mm. If, If I just ask myself, like what is the foundational frequency? And I started to realize how many things I was doing from a place of guilt or shame or like fear, right? Fear or scarcity. And that's, those are two of my favorite questions going back to like Mark, you know, like, like what's your question? (laughs) Like the questions that guide my life are like, I always, I always ask myself these two questions. Is this from love or fear? Is from scarcity or abundance? And especially with my entrepreneur clients, I'm like you, if you make every business decision, with that in mind, and you always choose from love and you always choose from abundance, your business will explode. Mm. Your life will explode. Like everything comes mm. into alignment, you know, and those questions are just really another way of getting at what's the foundational frequency of this. But I think it is really powerful to start to just recognize how many things we're doing from low frequency emotions, you know, from fear, from guilt, from shame, um, from anger, from resentment from wanting to prove people wrong, like all of that. Um, and that goes back to what we were talking about at the beginning of like just bringing what's outside of conscious awareness to conscious awareness. And once you get that awareness, then you can choose differently. Mm. And then that's how you create a different reality. Incredible. What were the two questions? Is this from love or fear, abundance or lack? Abundance or scarcity. Scarcity, yeah. Yeah, that's that's big. That's big right there. Yeah. Hmm. It takes a level of trust. It takes a level of it takes a level of trust and and of checking yourself as well. And that's part of the reason why I think journaling has been really powerful for me is because it's 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 been a big thing that's helped me develop that awareness, that other level. Just be able to have the awareness to ask yourself, where is this coming from? Why am I doing this? That's like that's like a meta level above just playing the game. And I think that for for so many people, that's a big that's a big leap to make or a stretch to make. And, and a lot of clients that I've worked with where I like to start with to help build that awareness is, is journaling as a tool because yeah. it allows you to kind of step back and create some separation, which can invite the space and opportunity for more yeah. of those questions. Are there any other tools like that that you might suggest or things that you find to help build that level of awareness? Once you start doing it, you become more aware and then mm-hmm. it builds. But any other thoughts on that? 
I mean, tools like t- like in your life. I mean, I journaling, meditating, working with some type of coach or mentor. That's big. Um, that's I mean, big. for me, it's energy work. Like that's my top tool. Mm. Um, I think those are the things. Like I think everybody needs a mentor or a coach, somebody to ask you helpful questions, right. reflect things back to you, and check your blind spots because we all have them. You know, like you can't see yourself without a mirror. Um, and that's what other people do for us. And to have somebody who is unbiased and like, you know, it's, it's not going to affect them, not your friend, not your family member, uh, somebody else. It, it's really, really helpful. But I think that, you know, this is why I, I love energy <laughs> so much. I mean, everything is energy. And I think for people to understand that is a game changer, because I think even in some of the like, you know, like the journaling practices or I'm asking myself these questions and how do I trust this? Like we're still playing in this like game of duality of like, mm. how do I trust it? It's like, that's really an issue of why don't you trust yourself? But like when you, when you're anchoring into zooming out, everything is just energy and I'm creating this reality. Like this is a video game that I'm coding. It's all just neutral. So it's like, what do I want to code into my reality? It's really that simple. So if I'm like coding a video game and I'm like, right, I'm writing code and I'm, I'm like, okay, I know that whatever the energy is that I write in right now is going to be threaded in my game. I'm going to pick love. I'm going to pick abundance. I'm going to pick whatever the energy is that I want. So it's not for me like a matter of even trusting. It's just, this is how energy works. Like, and that's why I think understanding Mm. energy is so powerful because it's just, it's very factual for me. Like this is quantum physics. This is not like, I mean, sure you can call it woo woo, but this is the most scientific shit out there. It's quantum physics. It's how it's how the world works. And when you understand how energy flows, suddenly you take all of your power back because you can attract in anything you want in your life. Like you can manifest in love, you can manifest in money. You know, people have all of this stuff about money, right? Or healing their bodies. And it's like, we're overcomplicating it because we're adding in all of our emotions to it. It's, mm. it's quite simple. Like there's, if there's something off energetically, we can figure out what's off energetically. Are we open to receiving more energy, more abundance, more love, whatever it is, what are our blocks? How do we calibrate ourselves to that vibration? It's, it's very easy. Like when you understand that whatever I'm vibrating with, I'm going to attract more of. Now I can control what I attract more of by changing my frequency. So I think for me, like the game changing moment was realizing like I control this through my choices. So when I'm asking myself, like, what's the decision out of love versus fear? My emotions don't have to get so involved. Like I can recognize the human part of me that's like, I can see how my human or my ego is afraid of that because it wants to protect me and I have those limiting beliefs. But I also know how the video game works. And it's very simple. Like to get what I want, I choose love because I want more love in my life. Like very simple. So it's kind of bypassing trust for me. That's big. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. That's that's big. Very much what I need to hear right now, too. So thank you. <laughs> I'm glad. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's great. Yeah. Just getting back to the basics, because even in that inquiry can get a little heady right yeah yeah get a little heady and and into the into the logical a bit too much and out of that that deeper knowing that energetic that spiritual yeah so like in the book they talk about foundational frequency which is like what's the frequency on from which you're choosing or like whatever the action is what's underneath it right um and then there's energetic flexibility which is like okay so once you know what the vibration is of the thing you desire can you be so vibrationally flexible that you can just in the moment basically raise or lower or adjust your frequency to be a match. And I think understanding that concept, I was like, oh, is it really that simple of like, once I can just decide, like, I want to be, you know, this color on the color wheel, then I can just choose to be that same color, like that simple. 
you know, and I think that that was another layer for me of realizing like how my emotions could really get in the way of just like understanding that it is, it is very simple to, to manifest, you know, and manifestation, I always, I always think it's so funny that like I wrote a book on manifestation or mm-hmm. like all these books I'm channeling. I'm like, this is shit I used to make fun of. Like this is, I, I don't like fluffy stuff. I feel like manifestation was one of those topics I always hated. I thought it was so fluffy mm-hmm. and so silly. And then when I started to understand what it really meant, I was like, no, this is, this is life. Like we are always manifesting, you know, like entrepreneurs might call it like, I don't know, goal planning, like right, planning goals. Yeah. Creating whatever it is, but like, this is what it, it's creating your life. It's, it's, it's choosing. It's how, like, if I have this gift of free will choice, which I do in this reality, why am I not using it to my advantage? And people, we run around and we think, oh my gosh, it's all happening to me and I'm, I, I can't control it and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, like we're creating every, every moment and we're picking the timeline. And if I don't like a timeline, come on, I can pick a different one, but it has to be intentional. And so when you understand manifestation, like that's not just, you know, writing your affirmations and I don't know what people do vision boarding. Like mm-hmm. I have nothing against that, but like, that's not the real stuff, you know, like what is the real stuff? The real stuff is getting to the root of your limiting beliefs, your subconscious beliefs and like making and changing those to be in alignment with what you do want and making different choices in your life. Like it's the aligned action piece, right? But it really is that underlying work. It's frequency work, mm-hmm. which is like shifting your neural programs, essentially. Yeah, your perceptions, yeah. which we always have yeah. control of. Yeah. And so things like affirmations and vision boards, whatever you're doing are helpful tools for that. But like, this is why people can do that their whole lives. And that's like what I call like fluffy work. Like that's not going to do anything for you if you haven't done the underlying work. Like I, affirmations are some of my favorite tools. It freaks me out. Like if I want to manifest something, I will do affirmations like every day for a week and it will come in like within a couple of days. Um, but it works that fast for me because I have spent so much time in the core of what I'm doing is getting underneath, shifting my subconscious programs and like doing the energy work. Mm. Right. And I'll, let me, let me explain it this way. Like if somebody, if a client comes in for an energy healing session and they're telling me all this stuff, blah, 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 I'm doing all my work, blah, blah, blah. I don't know why this is happening. And I'm looking at their energy body. I'm like, your energy body doesn't lie. So people will tell me things. Yeah, I want a relationship. And I'm like, really? Cause your entire body is like, don't come near me. I hate Mm -hmm. men. Like that is like what you're radiating, you know? And that's why I love energy work because it's like, you can't bullshit me. Like I can see it in your field. Like, you know, in the way I I see it, it's like a, like a, I call it psychic surgery. It's like Mm. an x-ray scan. Mm. So it's like, it's very cut and dry for me. Like I'm that clairvoyant, (laughs) you know? So it's like, you can't lie. Like your your body body. is saying, Mm. no, thank you. You know, your heart has a huge closed shop, like no thanks, right? Or like your root chakra, like your money portals are just all twisted. Like I don't want any money coming in, right? So you can say, yeah, I want to attract money and that's what's happening on the conscious level. But on the subconscious, on the energetic level, like it's a no, it's a no. And so that is the underlying work that we can do to manifest, which is why like energy work is a cheat sheet for manifesting for sure. Because like, I don't need affirmations or vision boards or any of that. Like if I go in and just like calibrate my energy body, balance my chakras, clear out any blocks and basically just calibrate my frequency, like charge up my frequency to be that, like to match that, which I want. It comes in really quickly. Cause there's alignment. There's no resistance. Totally. And, Cause it's just all energy. Yeah. Yeah. And, th- and that's the cool part about manifestation is it's being able to hold a vision in your mind or hold something up here and then have that alignment to have it 
become part of your yeah. reality to translate that into your reality 100 percent, 100 but i think people need to realize like man manifesting isn't just like hoping or wanting it's like it's choosing creating mm. aligning with and knowing it's expecting like this is what's happening and people manifest like oh i hope this happens you know and it's yeah. like no i'm choosing this is that this is happening i'm becoming the person that where where that is a natural part of my reality that comes in you're 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 becoming that mm-hmm. you're 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 it's you're an identity a, shift. Yeah, exactly you're assuming the identity yeah. what would a healthy person yeah. do right which, what yeah which is a frequency shift mm. which is why like with energy work we can just fast track that and shift the vibration immediately mm. you know <laughs> so yeah <laughs> it's fast that's fast that's amazing <laughs> it's like changing your body temperature mm. you know and that's i think i think that temperature is a really helpful way to describe vibration to people um this yeah this i mean this comes up with friend groups a lot so like how people will block themselves from expanding or raising their vibration because of who they're around and i know people don't like to hear that but that's not like that's just the way energy works of if there's five of us who live in a house and we have one thermostat and i like the house to be to be really cold like i thrive when it's like i don't know 55 degrees or something damn that's not true okay i was gonna I'm, say i'm yo. just being dramatic oh, yeah. right i'm just to, to showcase the point yeah, yeah. and like maybe maybe you live in the house too and you thrive when it's like 76 degrees and, yeah. and then we have people all over in the spectrum and so what do we do when we're living in the house together we're like okay let's meet in the middle somewhere right but what's happening then is nobody is actually thriving at their optimal frequency mm. uh so we're all basically then calibrated to whatever the thermostat is set at because mm. we're all living in the same house and that is what happens in friend groups and that's why sometimes people can have a really hard time creating something different in their lives because they are connected to a group consciousness of the friend group or the family where they can't expand because the thermostat's been been set at this place, right? And if you're not mm. surrounded by people who are at a higher frequency than you, then you're not gonna you're not gonna rise. Right. So that's why it's really important to pay attention to like who, who we're around. Um, and f- I mean, pe- this can be in your romantic relationship. This could be with your friends, with your family. That's a pro- work um, colleagues. Like those are really common places that are holding people back. Like if they feel like I'm doing everything and I'm just stuck, like things aren't shifting. You got to look at who you're around. You know, because you might need to go up a few notches in, in your vibration and you're ready to, but you're anchored to a group consciousness that is just sat at a, at a lower vibration. That makes total sense. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. And that's also why I think when you're with certain people or certain friends that you feel so good or open or energized by, it's because you're maybe they're holding space for you to be in that natural yeah. energy that is yours and dialed for you. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Which is why it's easy for people like let's say they move they go to a new city Mm. or they have a new job uh you start new school like you go to college right it's easy to become just whoever you want like those are the times when people are like yeah i'm gonna take on this new identity blah blah blah. why do we like wait until that big transition well it is vibrationally easier because i'm in a completely different space where people haven't created an identity of me when i'm around people who have already created a certain identity of me and i'm trying to shift it there's so much vibrational Mm. momentum toward that version of me that it's really sticky to try and shift it but if i'm headed into a space where there isn't all of this vibrational momentum around a certain identity i'm setting i'm setting the tone i'm telling people who i am right so i can actually vibrationally like shift into whoever i want to be which is why it is it is easier to start a new job move to a new city be like meet new people right so i always tell people like if you're trying to really shift your identity and you're struggling just start meeting a lot of new people so that you have the wiggle room energetically to show up differently and like really anchor in that new frequency and then and then you'll typically be 
another term from the book, energetically resilient enough to hold that vibration when you go back and hang out with your old friends or your family or whatever it is. That makes total sense. It's interesting. I was just telling a friend the other day, my little sister now, she's, she's doing a little travel through Southeast Asia. She's a travel nurse. So she ended her contract and she's out there traveling. Amazing. And so I, I did a long solo travel through Southeast Asia and I did it with a friend as well. And one of the things that I did during that time in my life when I was trying to figure out what's this next step for me, it was super valuable because I got to be whoever I wanted to be when I was traveling and you're meeting people and you're meeting people that you know you're never going to see again in your life. Yeah. And some people, maybe you will. But and so every time I wherever I was at, like I was I wanted to figure out which what identities felt right, right with me. Like I was I, I did photography at the time. I did writing. I did business. So sometimes it'd be like, oh, yeah, what do you do? I'm a photographer. Cool. And it's just like, how does that feel of just being like, yeah, I'm a photographer. I talk yeah. about the work, which is an aspect. It's not like I'm lying, but it's just focusing on an aspect of I'm doing. And how does it feel to have an identity around that? Or I'm a writer, right? And it's interesting because we can play with that. And that felt like, um, you know, like a playground or a workshop to be able to build some of that vibrational resiliency yeah. and then come back with more clear around what feels right, what feels good in, in my body in that way. So that's yeah. a cool concept. So, so what did you find felt good? I found what felt good was being all those things, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And not yeah. necessarily one or the other, but being a combination of those things. I do a lot of things. And that was kind of what I took away. And I came back when people were like, what do you do? I love answering that question. And it, it's kind of tongue in cheek. But mm -hmm. when the people ask, what do you do? I say, I do a lot of things. Yeah. I do yoga. I surf. I hang out with my friends. Yeah. I play basketball. I like to uh, go into cold, cold water. You know, I like to do breath work. And I just start kind of listing off like all the things that I do. Yeah. Obviously, people are looking for like, what do you do work wise? Yeah. Like, what's your actual profession? But I like to just kind of yeah. mess with people and throw that on its head. <laughs> you should. I think yeah. that's great. And I find the same thing, especially with like with my profession. Um, it's like it's like a game for me because people will ask me that and I answer something different every time, depending mm, totally. on who I'm, who I'm with, because totally. I do a lot of shit. Like I could say, I'm like, sometimes I say I'm a podcast host. Some, sometimes I say I'm an author. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I say I'm a channel. Right. Sometimes I say I'm an energy healer. Sometimes I say I'm an executive coach. Like I'm all of these things, right, right? right? Sometimes I say I'm a, I'm an online course creator. Like, I mean, I have so many different aspects to my business. Like, so true. um, that, I mean, I could say I'm, I'm an entrepreneur, like, and people, respond differently to me each, like dif different times right so if i tell somebody i'm an energy healer people have an idea of what what that is in their heads right um and they typically assume it's reiki you know which it's not yeah. but it's like and and they think that you know often they think i'm like running some like weird thing in my basement like <laughs> yeah you know yeah. and it's like and then so then it's funny when people will come to my house yeah and this is what's so funny because a lot of my clients will like refer their clients who are other executives mm -hmm. and people will come and they're like wait you're christina <laughs> they're like so they think i'm gonna be like 75 yeah, and like yeah. wearing a robe and yeah, like it's yeah, gonna exactly. be in my basement like yeah, wait they're like yeah. super confused right um and i love i love to do that and then on the other side like if i'm telling somebody like um something more in the entrepreneurship realm or like oh i founded these different companies like blah 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 now they treat me totally different right you know right. and and i think that's just really interesting to play with that mm. as as well and just seeing how people respond differently yeah. but it also like gives me room to feel into those different identities oh. and um see what feels good for me and i i like to play with that like especially moving into a new year i was just talking to somebody else about this she was asking like what do i do moving into new years and i'm like let me tell you, I do all <laughs> kinds of stuff and it's my favorite time of year because it's so fun for me because I'm like, 
like what's my identity this year? Like right. new year, new me, rebranding. Like it's an opportunity oh, for totally. that. Like moving to a new city or going to totally. college, right? We can totally. have, create that. And yep. so I do this a lot. Mm-hmm. And anybody who's like in my field is used to it, you know, where I will change my diet. Right. I'll get rid of all my clothes. I get all new clothes. I change really? my style. I will change my house. Like I change my whole color scheme. I'll really? typically like change my hair. Like I'll start styling it totally differently or I'll diet. Like I play with all of that. That's cool. And then I'll be really intentional about like, what's the identity, right? And it depends on like the season of my career, you know? And so, um, for example, like this year I'm focusing on like, okay, so this year, like, I mean, I'm going to be publishing three more books this next year. I'm starting a publishing house. Like I'm like, I'm an author, like I, and I'm starting a product line. So it's like, okay, I'm going to be more in the like CEO entrepreneurship mm-hmm. realm versus mm-hmm. like before being more coaching. Like I'm not mm-hmm. doing as much of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a very different energy for me to, to, to lean into more like being an author, being a channel versus like being a coach or like being a podcast host. Right. Like those were different energies. And so I find it's really helpful to play with like, like pull all the levers you can um, and like how you, how you look, how you dress, what's mm-hmm. around you, the space you're in, like all of that kind of keeps us attached to a certain identity or a certain way of showing up. Mm. And so if we can change all of it at the same time, it's a lot easier to take on the new identity without having to move or like totally change your career or totally change your friend group that makes so much sense. you know like your friends like if you want to change how you show up in in your friend group if you start dressing differently if you like get a major haircut or something yeah. like if you totally change how you look there's like a vibrational opening for you to have a different personality within the group right you're so right yeah it's so funny but like yeah. i mean it's all energy it makes sense yeah <laughs> It does make a lot of sense. Amazing. New year, new me. Yeah, that's a, it's a new it's a new perspective to new year, new yeah. me. Like, yeah, run with that. Yeah, that's it's, epic. It's a very it's a very real thing. Yeah. So I I like to use that to my advantage Good. in terms of like whatever I want to really add momentum to personally or professionally. I'm really intentional about that. Like moving into whatever season it is, and I'm like, okay, how can I how can I pull all my levers to like make that shift into a different identity mm-hmm. as easy as possible because mm-hmm. that's what it is to manifest right it's like just leaning into that identity yeah. of the person that has what you want so if i want to scale something to a certain space i'm like hey what's the identity like how am i showing up you know and for me just using that same example like if i'm anchoring into like i'm a channel what i do in the morning my morning routine how i spend my day right. what i dress Your like whole vibe it, my whole vibe is is like that's channel mm-hmm. me and then if i'm like i'm an author today that's a different that's a yeah. different vibe if yeah. i'm like oh, I'm an entrepreneur today. I'm running four companies. Like that's a different vibe. And so I will dress differently. I will have a different morning routine. I'll have a different evening routine. Like it's a totally different thing. And that helps me get in the flow. That helps me get in the zone and be more efficient. You know, so I have days where I'm like floating, you know, I'm meditating for eight hours. I'm like off in the forest. Like I'm like doing all my weird shit. And then I have other days where I'm like, yeah. head bitch in charge you know i'm Heck like i'm yeah. like on all my calls i'm like i'm like killing it i'm like yeah. doing all this intense work and i and i'm able to get in that flow by being intentional yeah. and shifting my identity yeah that's a great exercise and i thought I, well because we also know that behave that's the way the behavioral change happens it's Id- identity-based behavioral change totally. it's the most effective change from from a neuroplasticity standpoint and, and who we are which yeah. is incredible so it makes so much sense of we're creating this character. You are a character. You yeah. have your wardrobe. You have everything. We can play with these different elements and and become who we want to become and identify yeah. that. So that's a great way of thinking about 2023. Like, who do you want to become? Who do you want to be in 2023? And what does that look like for you on on a on, on a basic level? Yeah, it's super powerful. And I think also for me, like 
channeling yeah. has taught me that on such a different level. And like, actually, I think really gave me the permission to go hard and in leaning into different identities because I had a, I have very visceral experiences of like someone else is in my body. Yeah. Like, and I, I, it's like, there's a different person. Yeah. And I, when I'm channeling, like my voice is different. I talk like they use different words. They talk differently. Right. Like just my whole energy shifts. And it's, so it's funny. Like when I'll, if I'm channeling and my friends will watch, like that was so weird. Like it was a different person in you. And it's, so it's a really interesting, like it's a weird thing, but it's powerful for me because I have the physical experience of like, mm. I'm a different person in me right now. Like, and that was just in one second, like I let that come in. So having that visceral experience, then I think just gave me some more permission to be like, why wouldn't I just yeah, play you with know, different versions of me? You know, you have that capability. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. I'll just play with different versions That's of cool. me. It doesn't need to be some other consciousness, mm. you know? Um, and we're all, we're all multidimensional, yeah. you know? And so I think that that really opens up and expands your life a lot when you allow yourself to really be multidimensional and like you let yourself, your, let your identity shift and be fluid moment to moment, day to day. Um, I've just found that to be a really valuable skill in my life to create what I want, but also just, I think to show up for people better and just to be a better friend and, and partner and coach mm -hmm. and like family member, like, because I can kind of, um, adjust and adapt and like, you know, meet people in a way that's supportive for them as well. So I just feel like that's a skill that goes far beyond just like, you know, self-interested. I want this in my life. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love that. Yeah. Well, we're wrapping up on time here. This has been epic. Yeah. And we have to put a stop to it. Otherwise, we'll talk for hours and hours, which we'll, we'll continue to do, obviously. <laughs> but um, one of the questions I'd like to ask as we wrap here is if you could reach everybody with a message, a billboard that everybody sees on planet Earth, what kind of message do you want to share with people? What message do I want to share with people? Simply that you can create any reality that you want. You know, like if I could wave my magic wand, I would teach every kid manifestation not fluffy manifestation, like actual, like how energy works, like, like quantum physics, basic, like basic bitch quantum physics is what I call it. It's like, I feel like that's what I teach. Like anybody can understand what I'm saying. Okay. Um, because I, I feel like when people could, if people could understand that they create their reality and they knew that and how powerful their choice really was, like we would live in a completely different mm, world. I agree. So what's, um, what's next for Christina? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I've got, I've got your book over here, by the way. You Amazing. Over there. Yeah, I just released um, my second book, Pain, Love, and Purpose, which I'm really excited about. Um, and yeah, I have a couple more books that are going to be coming out in February and March. Um, I'm wow. launching my publishing house, which I'm really excited about. Super exciting. So if you want to write a book. All right. Okay, I got you. Um, yeah, I'm really excited about that. We're launching um, a spiritual product line called Quartz. So we're doing like crystal necklaces and affirmation cool. cards and like cool. journals and um etched mugs and just like all those like all the things that I use in my daily life right mm. so I'm excited to kind of get more in those different industries That's because cool. I like to sometimes I just I don't know I like to have beginner mindset a lot yeah you know and I I feel like I, I'm really good at like what I was doing and I wanted a new challenge love it so getting in these new spaces is just really challenging me in different ways and mm. and good for me to keep growing, expanding and learning. Exciting. So I'm excited about like those new legs of, of the company for sure. Um, and then just continuing all my other stuff and just kind of upgrading it, you know, rebrand always, I'm always, always rebranding. Um, the you know, podcast is always super fun, always changing. Um, yeah, I'm more channeling. I'm going to do a lot more live events this year, which I'm cool. excited about. Heck yeah. 
um and just doing more in-person stuff i do like i do so much in the online space and it's it's nice that things can be virtual but it's so different in person yeah. you know so yeah i'm really excited about about all of that that's beautiful yeah anything to share with the listeners as we uh, wrap here well if you made it through this whole thing congratulations, congratulations. <laughs> thank you um yeah i would love to connect if anybody is is interested um and i'm everywhere at christina the channel so you can just look me up uh leave a comment youtube instagram podcast everywhere and yeah if any of this resonates with you i would definitely check out my book manifestation mastery um and i would also check out the free course i mentioned it's called the 5d ascension activator it's on my website christinathechannel.com and that is a really great like just guided you know there's 30 lessons you could do one each day or you could space it out but it's a it's going to upgrade your frequency so much and it mm. just guides you through the whole thing there That's are great. journal prompts or action steps to take after each lesson um so if this resonated with you then i think you would really really like that as well amazing well thank you so much thank for you. sharing all that you're so sharing fun. and coming onto the show and uh, excited for our next conversation yeah me too thanks for having me all right <laughs>